0: You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark.
1: Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host, Mike. How are you doing, Mike?
2: Not too bad. And yourself?
1: Good. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. I I hear that our audience is... Is in the background again. They're they're commenting on our our jokes. Yep, but they don't sound like this. <laughs> they sound like that. <laughs> I want I want to record that and and just put it on the the old soundboard here. Uh, courtesy of Road. Thanks, Road. Big shout out to you guys again, Mike. Any. There's not much in the news that I found this week. Any stories that you want to that you want to talk about? Anything that came up?
2: Yeah, as far as entertainment goes, I haven't really seen a lot. Um, are you familiar with this uh, this video by um, uh, sorry, um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion? No. I think it's uh, jeez, oh, is gonna sound. I think it's WAP is what it's called.
1: Oh, like oh, yes, yes, I have heard of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, uh, CeeLo, uh, remember CeeLo?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I guess he was... Forget you. Yeah, yeah, CeeLo Green, yeah. He was, I guess, criticizing them because, you know, it was, uh, you know, being sexual and there were women, which is kind of ridiculous. Mm.
1: He was a living hot tub one time, right? What? <laughs> I think that was the plot of a, of a American Dad, uh, episode or something. He played the voice of a demented hot tub, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I, I heard like a little bit. Only, I heard a little bit about that. Apparently, CeeLo yeah. only wants to hear guys talk about you know the size of their dicks and stuff.
2: Yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, whatever floats his boat. Right. Yeah, that's like the only celebrity type. I mean, there's another one about Nas, the rapper, who like I was criticizing. I can't remember this. I don't even know the woman's name. I guess she was like um. Like, she was, like, this uh, – She, I think she's a black lady, but she was, like – she's, like, a musician or something. But mm-hmm. I guess, like, a few years ago, she was, like, in these, like, white supremacy chat rooms, kind of, like, you know, not being, like, against him, like, kind of, like, hanging out and such.
1: Oh, wow. Not not undercover either, like, in uh, that famous film, the Oscar-contending film, uh, Undercover Brother. No, uh, <laughs> uh, Black Klansman.
2: Oh, I didn't see that. If it's uh, – is
1: that is that based
2: on the, – there's a real-life – guy who did that is that yes
1: yes it's based on it yeah it's based on his story and playing david duke is eric foreman from that 70s show well that's good (laughs) it's so all the people from that
2: uh, tv show that's the least offensive thing that's happened
1: yeah no no kidding it's so that's true Danny Masterson and all that yeah you've seen Topher Grace and how it you know how he portrays characters how he acts and everything I, th- I actually think he's a decent actor when he's put in in a film where he's just acting where he's not where he's not trying to do comedy and
2: yeah I don't know I, I saw Predators and he was never in that but I mean he kind of seems like the same person and like the few things I've seen him in
1: was he in Predators
2: yeah, the sequel, the the Robert Rodriguez one. Um, Is that the one was, where uh, he?
1: That's the one where they're on the alien planet.
2: Yeah, he's like a doctor, but he's actually like a serial. killer. That's
1: one. right. That's yes. I, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And
2: what's uh, what's the other? He's Adrian one other Brody. One, yeah, yeah, that, that movie on a rewatch wasn't awful, but I mean, it's it's not great. Um,
1: I kind of uh, like it actually. <laughs> I kind of you know, like I, Predators. I, I don't
2: know. I like the premise for sure. I like the fact that there's not, I, you know how I hate origin stories. I mean, mm. not that there's much of one in the first movie. Right. So look, hey, look, it's an alien.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but what the hell? He was in some movie. I'm trying to think of it. Wasn't Wonder Boys. Oh, Traffic. He was, he was, yes. okay in that, but yeah. he's not, he, he just doesn't really seem like he's acting.
1: He was in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was in an episode of Black Mirror too. The he the tech the CEO of some of Facebook basically
2: the CEO of who gives a shit core
1: yeah you're on your phone too much that's Charlie Brooker's motto but speaking of being on our phones too much uh to the IMDb game which I am I'm looking up from my phone today Mike I've got a uh good movie here for you at least I think it's a good movie Teen Wolf two. <laughs> I wish that I was smart and funny enough to have, to have done Teen Wolf 2 this week. That
2: we all would, wish that, Mark. That we always wish that.
1: that. would have been great. Yeah, if you guys think that podcasting is, is easy, being funny on a podcast is easy just because we stumble through it every week. You got another thing coming. Stop creating podcasts, everyone. Just listen to ours. Uh, let's see. Uh, Except
2: for the the Deep Into History guy, I I really like his. Oh, yeah. That podcast is
1: awesome. Check out uh, Arjun and and Deep Into History.
2: And all the other podcasts on our network.
1: Yep, absolutely. Quiz and Hers is another one that I like a lot. Boy Meets World is good. Uh, Body counts is a good podcast. I kind
2: of hate Boy Meets World, though, so I don't know if I'd like that show.
1: (laughs) Well... Yeah, they they do like it. They do they do very clearly both like Boy Meets World. I like
2: Yeah and I kind of hate it a lot.
1: I like Steve and Kyle, but yeah, they, they I don't like the show either, Boy Meets World, but I do like their podcast.
2: I'm sure it's it's good just like it's it'd be like like listening to like a fucking Dead Zender this podcast or a Marvel movies podcast to I me. Mean, it's just not anything I have any interest
1: in doing. Oh yeah. Marvel movies podcast would be real interesting when you <laughs> do.
2: Remember when we thought he was dead, but he wasn't?
1: Yep. That happens a lot. Okay. So first clue here, under violence and gore, this is a very gory scene. A person is slapped repeatedly in a movie the characters are watching. (laughs) So it's violence within a movie.
2: Ah, that sounds familiar. I assume they're watching Airplane. Maybe. Shit. Um scream two.
1: No. Let's see. Uh let's see. Someone is presumed to either be a junkie or an alcoholic. <laughs> what?
2: Um I don't think it's correct, but beer fest?
1: No. Uh there's a lot of marijuana use in this movie.
2: Is it Pineapple Express?
1: no have you seen Pineapple Express?
2: yeah I have uh, it was on some channel I saw it, it was I've heard a lot of people don't like it it's not terrible it's I, I think the, it's okay yeah plus Ed bigley is in it.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely
2: so it's very much like hey let's make a movie about weed and it's like okay but we need a premise too <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh okay this is under sex and nudity two characters have sex. There's more though. In nudity, <laughs> we see thrusting and hear them breathing heavily. As the woman walks away, we see her buttocks. This scene is not graphic, but there is no doubt what is happening.
2: <laughs> um, this is a this is a really long shot. But is this, is this Hot Shots part duff
1: <laughs> No, <laughs> I love that guess, but no.
2: Here's the first Hot Shots
1: here here's why we know it's not hot shots here's profanity uh four abuses of jesus apparently actual abuses of the the man himself it's the passion of the christ no four abuses of jesus and one of christ uh the word fuck is said 133 times along with many other frequent uses of profanity such as shit goddamn pussy and ass including pervasive use of the racial slur. And then it writes it out. It does not say the N word. It says N I G G a it no hard R.
2: Is that accurate? I mean, I'm is that still a
1: about... racial slur? That's what I no, want. No,
2: no, no, I'm confused. Is it actually the hard R one, but they're just putting that because they don't want to put the one with the hard R
1: uh, from my memory of this movie. It's uh, I think there's, there might be a couple uses of the, the hard R, but it's mostly it's mostly soft. It's the mostly mostly the soft ending. The good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a curb your enthusiasm skip <laughs> waiting to happen. The good N-word. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I mean I wouldn't say that it's a good N It's better.
2: <laughs> I can't right? <laughs> you He could replace those words with the same scare. <laughs> <laughs> i saw i can't remember the comedian's name but it was like a white guy and he, he was making a funny joke about like uh how he kept calling people crackers and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. on, on, uh, and like during his act he's like yeah and after one of my shows this black guy comes up and he goes oh man that's so hilarious when you say cracker!" i'm like whoa whoa cracker with an r you can't use that word <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is awesome. That's almost that's almost like like the, the stand up comedian was just setting up the audience right. like he he won. I, re, I respect that if that was his plan, if his plan was to to deliver the actual punchline of the joke uh, off stage one on one, that is great
2: those uh, all lives matters people out there uh there actually is a difference in those two jokes but uh i I can't explain it to you (laughs) yeah (laughs) and no i don't know when white history month is going to be either no what's the longest month does the month have 32 days that's it it's that
1: month (laughs) we go back to the gregorian calendar too, or the julian calendar to uh well
2: you we'll go to the french revolution where they used a uh, um a metric uh, time system so there were 10 hours yep. 10 minutes 10 seconds Yep. and we'll just you know we'll break a year down into 10 even components so it's 36 and a half days yep. is that enough I don't know
1: <laughs> well you know what they'd say in response they'd say well white people are the ones that did
2: everything
1: <laughs> 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 oh my goodness oh all oh, lives matter people we love you Except that we don't. Um, so, let's see. The other, I think this might give it away, but I don't know. Uh, the other profanity that we have in here is constant uses, uh, well, it just says constant uses of fuck shit, the N-word, soft A, and Motherfucker.
2: See, I actually was gonna guess it was a Martin Scorsese movie at one point until you said the. Uh, in order, to, was it was with the A because he has movies where it's with the R. I'm yet to hear one where there's the A. I don't think they've uh, he's made one that <laughs> modern enough. I guess. Yeah, Scorsese Irishman's like in the '50s or '60s. You know, a lot of his stuff are like historical.
1: Scorsese's so into realism, he'd, he'll never use the A.
2: <laughs> he's not into political correctness. No,
1: no, it's PC gone mad. <laughs>
2: No, I'm just, it's just he doesn't make those kind of movies. Uh, no,
1: like you said, a lot of times it's historical, and they did not, like, that, the use of, of that word with the soft A ending is fairly modern. Like, last, like, what, 30, 40 years? They weren't doing it in the 60s, really.
2: No. And this this, this is going to sound horrible, but, um, like, in exa- for example, in the movie um Goodfellas, mm-hmm. like, when, when the guy, like, you know, uh, gives that guy his truck, he makes a phone call. Yeah. He says some hard in words to my truck. I feel that that actually just is, is historically more accurate and actually brings me to the movie a little more because, like, it's kind of jarring because here's what he says so casually.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's for like, sure.
2: But it's like nobody blinks, like, oh, yeah, it is the 70s. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, it's, it's, it, and it's, it, yeah. so when you look at books like um, Huckleberry Finn or you look at movies that have.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I I really apologize for interrupting you here. If you haven't heard the Louis C.K. bit on Huckleberry Finn, it might be the funniest thing I've ever heard.
1: Ah, uh, I don't think I have,
2: actually. He's, he's, like, talking to his kids about, like, he's like, yeah, I, I don't want to read this. H- I'm going to butcher it, so I, I, you should probably just insert the joke here and erase anything I'm going to say.
0: We are reading uh, Tom Sawyer. I'm reading them Tom Sawyer because Mark Twain, great author, and they're five and nine years old. They're young for it, but they catch up to it, and they're fascinated by the, all the language. He uses big words, and beautiful writer and I I picked Tom Sawyer not Huckleberry Finn because Tom Sawyer is a nice kid goes to school he goes to church lives with his aunts now Huckleberry Finn is a dirty little homeless little white trash creep and main problem is that he won't stop saying nigger I mean 40 times a page I, I can't sit on my daughter's bed and just say nigger all night and then put her to sleep. I just ain't gonna do that. Anyway, I'm reading him Tom Sawyer, and it's a real nice book, but then all of a sudden, he runs into Huckleberry Finn on the street. And then Tom saw his friend Huck Finn. I'm like, oh, God, okay. All right, let's take it easy here, fellas. Let's just have a nice, quiet conversation here. Let's see how this goes. Huckleberry Finn was carrying a dead cat. It's not a good sign. He's carrying a, he's walking around with a dead cat. (laughs) Tom Sawyer says, what you doing with a dead cat, Huck? (laughs) Huck Finn says, gonna cure my warts. (laughs) All right, my kids are fascinated. (laughs) Who told you you could cure warts with a dead cat? Well, Tom Wilson did it. He learned it from Jack Johnson who learned it from some nigger down the street. <laughs> oh, okay. God. All right, girls, listen. Here's the thing. America, people would say this word, and it's not a good word, and I don't know why, I'm sounding like Bill Cosby right now. But, well, people used to say this word, and this is not a nice word to say. And so we remember I told the girls, you know these boys are racists. these boys are racists and they're not nice boys. I think we can still enjoy the stories about the fishing and the trading and it's weird, man there's a you know that's part of our history, and we gotta uh, we have to know it's there, and how do you cope with shit in your past that's bad, like how do you Try to feel like a good country when you've done shitty things as an entire nation. (laughs) How do you take your past and and still feel good? You know, like I, when I was eight years old, I showed my penis to a girl with Down syndrome that lived down the street. And I got to walk around living with that every day. I got to wake up as that guy. I was eight. If I did it yesterday, it would be considered a lot worse. Oh, my God. It's just like it's a nightmare comes true.
1: You that is see. hilarious. You got any guess for like this a movie? movie?
0: <laughs> it's,
2: like a it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. See, that. Uh,
1: mm, Boys in the Hood. No. Uh, okay. How about um, Frightening and Intense? Oh, scenes?
2: shit. Ah, oh, damn it. Is this super bad?
1: No. Although, that is a good guess.
2: The uh, a, a smack to the face. That's, what, that's what's confusing me. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, very light in terms of violence, especially for this type of movie. Uh, this is, it says, this is this director's least violent film out of the ones he's directed.
2: Oh, is this Jackie Brown? It is Jackie Brown. Really? What is the slapping part? I don't remember that. I
1: thought that would give it to you. I don't know. I'm not, I think they're watching... I think they're watching one of the the black exploitation films, and there's
2: a or soul cinema is my friend uh, Derek would say. Yeah, I couldn't remember that phrase that you taught
1: me last week. I do like that a lot. Yeah, one of the soul cinema movies, and there I think there's a scene where a girl, a woman, gets slapped a bunch. It could be airplane yeah, I, though. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Robert it's De Niro's not, a big airplane. Zucker Brothers fan, <laughs> right?
2: See that's Robert De Niro is that's like the last movie that I can think of that he was a good actor in. Well, no, he's good in The Irishman. That, that's you know, yeah. That's I just completely you know just completely betrayed myself immediately. But after Jackie Brown, I mean, and until the The Irishman, what what is he in that he's really good at? Like really good.
1: It's a yeah. It's a long. It's a long drought. I'm trying I to mean, think. He's
2: definitely serviceable. You know, he's he's decent uh, in that movie with him and Edward Norton where they like uh, are robbing like a uh, customs house. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what that's called. I saw it. I saw it. Not too. The heist. It's not the heist. It's a movie. Like it's a heist movie. I don't know what it's called.
1: Um, heist movie. <laughs> and that's actually no, the Seltzer and Freeberg that. version of that movie. <laughs> that's the parody. <laughs> heist movie.
2: No, there actually is a, I unfortunately they probably have one of those, or you know, they had a disaster movie. Yeah, some, Are, were those even the Zuckers at that point? Or isn't it like some meat third thing?
1: No, it's uh yeah. S- Seltzer and Freebird. Let's see. Um so after Jackie Brown, he was in Wag the Dog. Um I That's guess okay. Yeah, I guess he was fine in that. Uh great is that exp- another
2: movie he's in with is El Pacino in that too?
1: Uh no, it's um what's his name? Dustin Hoffman.
2: Okay, I thought I was going to say because I know these. Uh, go ahead, Daw. I, I think I think Heat might be after this. I might be doubly wrong. Ronan. Yeah, that's not good. Ask Bill Spilman about that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, analyze this.
2: Oh my, that's what he just really, really had some kind of build the to pay.
1: The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> Meet the Parents. There's Alex
2: Janders in the movie. That's that's enough information,
1: <laughs> right? meet the parents uh, the first one is decently funny I guess he's okay in it but it's I mean he's not you know it's not it's not an acting tour de force that's for uh, sure No. Uh, analyze that
2: <laughs> I was going to say I think you misanalyzed that but it was after uh, sh- now what's next meet the parents too shark
1: tail <laughs> meet the Falkers, the bridge of San Luis Rey, which I, I, I'm aware of the book but I have not re- uh, seen that movie
2: I've never heard of it, it's probably good.
1: Uh Hide and Seek, The Good Shepherd, Arthur and the Invisibles, <laughs> Stardust, What Just Happened, <laughs> Um, Machete. Apparently he played Senator John McLaughlin in Machete. Uh Little Falkers. I really watch that. 36. Oh no, he just produced that one. Uh, let's see, Killer Elite, Limitless. I never saw Limitless, so I don't know. He, I'm telling you what, though. Robert De Niro, I mean, for all the shit he does, he fucking works, man. Yep. Being Flynn, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, I saw that. He's, I mean, it, you know, I don't love that movie. It's okay, uh, and he's fine in it, but it's not, you know, that's another one where it's like anyone could have played that role. He's not doing anything. It's not up to his standard sure. last Vegas <laughs> American hustle. I haven't seen that when I hear that's a good movie. So I can't say, you know, if he was good in it or not. The intern, the audition, Alice, uh, his, his character in Alice is unnamed.
2: <laughs> was that <about> the island?
1: <sighs> yeah, apparently heist. Uh, like you said, it is just called heist. Um, Frank, the Pope, Silva, dirty grandpa, hands of stone, the comedian. Oh, Joker. He was in Joker. Oh yeah. Again. He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. And he's playing, he's playing his character from, or the, he's playing, what's his name? uh, Jerry Lewis's character from, uh, the King of Comedy basically.
2: Which is kind of ironic because this is just taxi driver. Yeah. Superheroes
1: uh then the irishman then apparently he's going to be in the war with grandpa and the comeback trail the yes. war with grandpa looks dumb <laughs> i'm looking at the poster right now it says it's an american family comedy directed by tim hill and it's just robert de niro and this kid with uh you know uh black under their eye they the, what do they call that the gla- anti-glare stuff Foot, I, think
2: it's just like, I, I think it's just eye
1: black. Yeah, that football players wear. And then he's going to be in The Comeback Trail, which is a crime comedy film written and directed by George Gallo, the uh, the guy that uh, Joe, Joe Pesci was impersonating in My Cousin Vinny. Uh, very good.
2: Jerry it's, Gallo. it's a,
1: yeah, it's right. very, very nice. It's a remake I've of. I've
2: seen that movie so many times.
1: It's a remake of the 1982 film of the same name. Uh, let's see. Tenero, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman, Zach Braff, oh, Amelia Hirsch, and Eddie wow. Griffin.
2: I didn't. I haven't I I uh, heard from Amelia Hirsch in a while, but I didn't realize that. Um, what was the something you, you said? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I, I I haven't seen him since. So no Country for Old Men.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he'll be Which in is it. It's
2: a great movie.
1: That's it, it is absolutely a great movie. This is a good cast. Aside from Zach Braff.
2: I'm not sure who that is. Is that the is he an entourage?
1: No, Zach Braff was in Scrubs, and he also oh, He also did that TV show about uh, podcasting, Alex Inc. He
2: was in. Uh, I believe he did Garden State.
1: Yes, well. he did. I, That's mean,
2: great. He, I, I thought that was a pretty good movie. I liked it.
1: it Garden was, State's not the greatest bad.
2: Greatest movie ever. But it was it was it's uh, entertaining. Watch Natalie. Uh, somebody's piecing on my GameCube, and he has his points to it. Can I might be one of the funniest lines ever. <laughs> Because he had, like, an adopted brother that was, like, uh, doing, like, forensics. Mm. And so he was, like, dusting for prints on his GameCube. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I've never heard of this 1982 movie, The Comeback Trail. No idea. But apparently it's great. enough.
2: But yeah, I don't know. He's uh, he hasn't been good. He's very good in Jackie Brown, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised it took me that long to guess it. I was really thrown off by the slapping, I guess. Yeah. You know, I I, that Chris Tucker is in that movie, and and I don't think this gets said. I think he's a pretty good actor when I see him in things. I mean, he's good in that. I mean, obviously, he's more of a comedic actor, known for that. But I mean, I think he uh, he probably just did like those Jackie Chan movies and just kind of stopped working because he was probably like a billionaire by that point, right?
1: He's good. Chris Tucker's good when the right director has him, because he can he he's got such a big personality. He can easily go over the top when when he is. But when he's reined in a little bit, he's a he's actually a good actor. When when he's when he's working with the right director, he actually, aside from, you know, being funny, he's actually a really good actor. So yeah, look yeah, out I for look so, out for that. Uh, Go read well, no, Jackie some, Brown, everybody. Yeah,
2: and read the books, and read uh, basically the Elmore. I, I haven't read a bad Elmore Leonard book. Uh, no, that I love it's particularly good. I think it's is it Rum Punch? No, I don't, I don't think that's correct, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the characters are in a book called Road Dogs, so which is good. Odell and uh, uh, Robert De Niro.
1: Yeah, that's right. I I love uh, El, Elmore Leonard's books. The, uh, the last one that I read, I think was, well, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's about, a a, uh, like a FBI, like an early FBI agent.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Well, actually good. I thought I out some more news and
1: mm-hmm.
2: battled Ellen show. I was three senior producers.
1: Nice. Well, that's, I that, mean, that's the problem, I mean, it's, right? It's,
2: it's, it's all Ellen, right? <laughs> I mean, we know it's all her and she's just like, you know, sacrificing. Mm-hmm. then that's my assumption
1: exactly i would be surprised if she didn't if she hadn't slashed their throats on the way out so she could drink their blood to gain their powers to be it? yeah no it, 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 that's one of those things where it's going to be like well we're fu- we'll fire a bunch of people we won't we won't fire ellen because ellen brings and in the ratings yeah exactly
2: i wonder um I wonder how that works. Like, uh, I mean, do you think people will still watch the show? Like if like it, I mean, is the show on right? I don't know. If they, I don't even know if they took it off the air or anything. I don't know much about it.
1: I don't know. If, I don't know if she's if she's airing stuff from home, from her palatial estate that makes it very yeah, hard for her to look like one. an every person, like she likes to on her show.
2: Yeah, I think she was at one point.
1: But I, yeah, I don't know what she's doing at this point. I don't watch her. I've never watched her show and I've never liked her, so. I've never thought she was funny. I never thought she was clever. She came out on her show, and I was like, okay, this could be a great, like, uh, cultural moment, and she did it in the stupidest way ever. (laughs) Like, somebody asks her out, and she's like, I'm gay. And everyone's like, yeah! And it's like, what brilliant writing. What? what a way to highlight any struggles about homosexuality or the decision to come out of the closet or anything like that. What, what, what a great job. Give her, give her yourselves a round of applause, everybody. They had this opportunity, and they're just like, hey, let's fuck it up.
2: Yeah, and also wasn't like she said, like, on a microphone at an airport accidentally or something like that. I, I believe I watched this episode. I don't remember it that much, though.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. A whole and then after this,
2: though. like, every fucking episode, like, well, you know how us gays are. It was just like, it, I mean, the show was mildly funny. I mean, Jeremy <laughs> Piven, I thought was okay on it, but it was just like, it was just, him so dumb afterwards.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it just made no sense because there was no, like, lead up to it because she was just dating guys and just like, without explanation, said, oh yeah, I'm gay. It just made no sense.
1: Yep. Agreed.
2: I mean, and I mean, it was on for a while, maybe two or three seasons before that happened. So she had some sort of loyal audience. I mean, back then she probably had like, what, 75 million uh, viewers an episode to be in 100th
1: place. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's probably. She's getting
2: getting crushed by who's the boss.
1: (laughs) How can we compete with who's the boss? 400 million listeners.
2: Man, I bet in 30 years I want to bring that show back. It's so good.
1: (laughs) I wonder what uh, Samantha will be up to at that point. Hopefully her hair doesn't start falling out because of some respiratory disease. Whoever was commenting on this was really prescient. I guess I'm ready.
2: All right. Under sex and nudity, a couple of sex scenes. The first being more graphic in a comic book store towards the beginning of the film. Presser scene, but no genitals. The second being in a telephone booth, kissing and thrusting, but that's it.
1: Uh, is this? Um, fuck. No, I don't think there's a telephone booth scene in this movie, but I'll just guess it anyway. Uh, Kick-ass?
2: Uh, no, I've yeah. never seen that actually. So I wouldn't even. I mean, I don't know that you've seen that.
1: I haven't. <laughs> what? No, I've seen it. It's not bad. I like Super better. The the Rain Wilson one. Super's like yeah, Super's very much the same premise. Only it's a dark comedy <laughs> instead. Like Rain Wilson's like becomes this vigilante basically because he's mentally deranged. Very good. Yeah, it's actually, Super's a pretty good movie.
2: Yeah, he's actually a very good dramatic actor because Mm -hmm. he was in uh, 16-under, he's really good in that. But I think he's obviously mostly known for The Office.
1: Yep, absolutely.
2: Uh, Let's, in that one rock star movie, he did probably.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was was quite a dramatic turn.
2: (laughs) I didn't see it. It looks terrible.
1: (laughs) I think I did see it. But I don't no, remember I, much of it. I didn't
2: know that. I didn't know that uh, Hilary Duff was in that.
1: <laughs> I don't think she is. I think it's a uh, he, I think he's a ne- like his it's his nephew or something. He wants to be a drummer or I don't know.
2: Whatever. One of the characters shoots two men to death with a shotgun. Blood spurts out of their shirts. In the extended version of the scene, which I haven't seen, he then shoots at the dog. Blood spurts. Not out of the shirt, though, because I assume it's not wearing one.
1: (laughs) It's wearing a shirt that says, I'm the dog in this scene.
2: (laughs) Right? I'm in the Um, doghouse.
1: Is it comic book store? That's that's just throwing me off. A a sex scene in a comic book store in... Oh, is it... uh, Oh, um... True Romance?
2: True romance.
1: Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. Comic book store. That that's
2: not bad. Two clues. Yeah. Pretty
1: good. Two weeks in a row, two clues. Two two clues is
2: it's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Not as good as on the very first clue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still pretty good.
2: <laughs> Speaking of pretty good. Mm-hmm. This yeah. week we watched the the final episode. episode. After the penultimate episode, mm-hmm. so I suppose it's the ultimate episode?
1: Yep, that's right. The ultimate episode of, of the, the Watchmen.
2: Watchmen. This uh, one's called Two Chimichangas for the Road.
1: Look how they fly or something like that? See how they that, fly? I
2: think that's correct, actually. See how they fly.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good episode. Are- Very good conclusion. Uh, I was proven right. Dr. Manhattan was destroyed. Um, I figured they all kind of wanted to kill him, except for Angela, and and that Angela. that turned out to be correct.
2: It, it, do you feel that Tony Danza thinks he could have played uh, Doctor Manhattan in this because he's so used to saying Angela?
1: Of course, he thinks he can do anything, including being a in, uh, English be a teacher. Fucking
2: teacher. <laughs> he, Why would of all? I mean, he, he, he'd be, no offense, he'd be a fucking shop teacher at best.
1: He thinks that he can keep special needs students from their resource room. You
2: know, if if you're really into, like, like making shit, like, in a shop, being a shop teacher is not a bad job at all.
1: No, for sure.
2: I mean, sure, you might you'd be missing a thumb at the end of it all, but, I mean, you, you know, make a decent amount, have the summers off.
1: Yep. And if you like slapping kids' asses, being a gym teacher is pretty good. I guess. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, so um, so it starts out where we see a janitor, a female janitor, uh, turns out to be Bian, I believe is her name. Yes. Uh, she somehow knows this isn't really explained, but it doesn't really need to be explained. We just know oh, that
2: it needs to be explained.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't really necessarily explain how she knows that uh, Dr. that Ozymandias uh, decides to to jizz into uh, vials to save and save it. Yeah, to put into a little refrigerator just in case he ever wants a progeny. Apparently, she comes in, uh, knows where it is in his office uh, behind the painting of Alexander the Great, and and uh, she figures she knows how to to open up the the thing on the computer and to get a, a sample. She pulls out an injecting device, and you know, props her legs up, looks at that picture of Alexander the Great, and just plunges right on in. She looks very pleased. I, I, I imagine that would have to I be mean, cold. Right?
2: I would feel that she should have at least taken it home and injected it. I mean, right there on the job,
1: right while well, she yeah. That's that's some. I mean, that's more than a, a five minute break, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if uh, you know that's legal in California,
1: right? Right while well, he's giving, uh, you know, future president Redford his his little game plan on how he got him elected.
2: I mean, I guess if you can take a lactation break, then an insemination break, you know, is fine. But I mean, what are the laws on Antarctica, anyways?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a good question. It's international law, right? I don't know. Or is it uh, is it pirate code?
2: I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of questions, actually, because, I mean, uh, assuming her daughter is born there in Antarctica, Mm -hmm. then, I mean, she's a citizen of what, Antarctica?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is a good question.
2: What legal rights are there in Antarctica? To You know what, this fucking whole show just came apart for me with this right here. I just (laughs) thought about this. It fucking sucked.
1: (laughs) I would assume she has whatever citizenship I mean, I mean, her mother you know,
2: has. Squid flying from the sky? Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, <laughs> not properly establishing the citizenry and the legal structure of uh, inheritance in Antarctica? Get, get, your, get your head out of your ass, Damon Lindelof.
1: We needed George Lucas to help on this one because we, we want the, the minutiae of the bureaucracy here. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, so she... Uh, I got Like I said, I've got to imagine that... like. That's gotta be cold. That can't feel great. I I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's like being fucked with an icicle. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so she does it. Uh, apparently, it works. I mean, that's a long shot. How, hey, maybe she has yeah, she been doing she this a lot
2: every day. What if she does it every day?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like maybe she did it a bunch.
2: But there was like one sample she took out. I mean, you know, I mean, you think, I think Adrian Veidt, who apparently just jacks off, and uh. Because I think they say at one point that they think he might actually be a virgin. Like, he's never, like, considered anybody else to be his equal.
1: He Well, he says in in this, in the the run-up to the end of this, this show, he says that it's impossible, because she comes to see him. Lady True comes to see him. And he says it's impossible because I've never given myself to a woman uh, because it's a distraction, just like uh, good old Alexander the Great felt. And she basically explains, she's like, yeah, you know, your stockpile of cum over there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you My, mean the jizz vault? Yeah. Which one?
1: My mom used that, and he said, "I'll never call you daughter."
2: Right. And uh, then uh, a young Eddie Vedder, like, wasn't right? He goes, "Inspiration."
1: Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, a light bulb just appears over his head. <laughs> but yeah, boy, that
2: smokes.
1: So. so so uh, after that, after we we, uh, we establish the parentage, because it's funny, too, uh, you know, Angela, very sneakily, they sneak this in. She says, oh, your dad's here, too, somewhere, because she cloned her mom. And yes, her dad is right there, right in full view of everybody. That statue of Ozymandias, that is her dad.
2: You know, I don't think we've properly wrapped up his uh, leaving Europa then.
1: No, no, we haven't. I thought, at it all.
2: Happened, I thought it happened this episode. It
1: does happen last... this episode. Yeah.
2: Okay, I couldn't remember because yeah, because what happens is um on Europa, like he, he like the trial's over, like they're I think, are they going to execute him?
1: Uh I I think so. He's just he's he's there waiting in in this cell as the the like whatever oh, the yeah. rocket comes down and he's like yeah, and then he gets out. He takes a uh, a horseshoe with him. We discover.
2: Which is funny because the horseshoe from the beginning.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it, it's funny we discover that this whole thing was engineered by him.
2: <laughs> like yeah, because the, the 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 warden is uh, another Mister Phillips.
1: Yeah, like he he did the whole thing. The the uh, in an ultimate cruelty, <laughs> the warden says, "Was I a worthy adversary?" And he goes, "No." <laughs>
2: Right, which is what a douchebag. Right. But before, also, we, we need to point out here too that the warden tries to shoot him, and this is kind of funny because his gun's a black powder type gun. Yep. And he's able to catch it, which makes sense because it would be slower, and he'd be a little slower since he's older as well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Ozymandias. I mean, if he just like Hitler with his dogs. I mean, if you couldn't hate the guy more already, I mean, it's just he's just even more of a douchebag. He just like you know played a god. These people just like. Did nothing for them, abused them, you know, like basically, you know, never even consider them as being sentient beings.
1: Yeah, and he said, you know,
2: bas- although I suppose it might not have been, it, it was kind of uh, unclear on that because they they take to like his commands very quickly.
1: Yeah, and he says that basically explains that the reason that he ne- that he needed to do this is because he knew he was going to have to wait eight years. So. It is like all these these different things are happening. We basically everything we saw kind of happens out of order a little bit. He gets he gets stranded on Europa. Um, he's there for a while. Obviously, grows bored of it. Uh, concocts this plan to leave because he knows that as his daughter tells him that she's sending something a probe to take a picture of. Dr. Manhattan on Europa because she found him, she developed this antenna that can kind of seek him out and she knew he was on Europa. So he knows she's coming and going to take a picture. So that's why he did all the things with the bodies that says uh, save me daughter. And then yeah,
2: because I, 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 we kind of forgot to mention that after the insemination thing, we see her like kind of arrive like in Alaska or in, in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then she kind of like has figured it all out. She's you know obviously very bright herself.
1: Mm-hmm yep she says that she wants to thank him for saving the world and he is the smartest man in the world and she's the smartest woman in the world then and
2: she knows Manhattan's on Europa and she she this is actually pretty brilliant too because there's a probe that's gonna be there in 2013 which is kind of how he knows how long it'll take
1: mm-hmm. yep
2: and he's like I'm not gonna help you he thinks she's just there you know to uh
1: well she wants you know, 42 like- billion dollars right it's kind of funny because
2: Later she's a trillionaire, so that's only a fraction of her income.
1: Yeah, she says that she wants she wants Dr. Manhattan's powers because with Dr. Manhattan's powers she could do all the stuff that he should have done, but never did. Like eliminate all the nuclear weapons in the world, get you know, make world peace, get rid of hunger, take basically take all the problems away.
2: Which again, I feel goes back to my point, which is if she, would she be any different if she had the same abilities? I feel that that's just how you are if you have, this, you have the perfect knowledge. I mean, if Dr. Manhattan, I don't feel that they ever say he's like, you know, truly like, you know, all like, you know, omniscient, knows mm-hmm. everything, that sort of thing. I mean, obviously about physics and that sort kind of stuff, yeah, but he doesn't know shit about humanity and if she would be the same way, I mean, I don't know how she would be any different.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is, I, I, I think they do a very good job establishing that a big part of the problem with being dr manhattan is that you no longer care about the piddling problems of humanity because when you get that smart when you get that powerful you realize that none of it matters (laughs) like all the little things that people argue about and and everything it doesn't matter not on a grander scale but you know that's the see and that's and that kind of gives us a sort of blindness too there is, you know, they, they say ignorance is bliss and, and all that stuff, but you can get uh, a type of blindness by looking at things too big, by removing yourself yeah. so far from humanity. Because from his point of view, it's like, well, what if they, who cares if, if Russia launches, launches missiles and destroys the United States or vice versa? What does it matter? Everyone's going to die eventually anyway. You know, their lives are meaningless. All of this is meaningless. But... And that might be true on a cosmic scale, but when you when you go down to the micro, the individual lives of everybody, I mean, it, it does matter to them. You know, it matters. It matters in the here and now. In in, in a lot of ways, that's all that matters.
2: Right? Yeah. It's it's, it's weird. I, I, I don't. Get it. I really think that's like an important factor that's never really addressed. Mm-hmm. But you know, what can you do? Yeah. yeah. So we we cut over to the uh, our our by our I mean your good friends at the cavalry. <laughs> uh, you know, quite a few uh, politicians arriving, including uh, Senator Kane's father.
1: Yeah. Given the old uh, uh, whatever it's called sign, the bullseye sign. What are they? What are they I, called again?
2: I don't the Cyclops. Whatever it is. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, yeah, but then uh, Lori's there, and you know, Lori is not cowed a- at all. But you know, no. she kind of discovers that. Oh wait, look—it's a—it's uh, Mirror Fate, Mirror Guy. <laughs> he's here. He, you know, he—he's right the attack, and he's like been hiding as another the cavalry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of figured he'd show up here uh, at at you know uh, uh, in disguise because he stole the mask from that from that one dude. Um, but I thought he'd maybe do more. That that might be my one complaint is I thought maybe he'd play yeah. a bigger role in this ending and he I mean he does one fairly important thing I guess, like right at the end, but that's about it.
2: Yeah, I mean I understand, but I mean he's 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 not really the muscle type guy or anything like that. No. You know, at all. He's you know, he's like the kind of laid back kinda whatever guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we cut over to Angela's house and Dr. Manhattan's trapped. Uh Joe Keen is telling everybody about their whole plan, which is kind of funny because that's something that uh uh, in the comic, at least, uh, Ozymandias, like, you know, he's like, oh, I won't tell you my whole plan, it's already happened, he, he tells everybody his master stroke, but it's, it happened, like, 15 minutes ago, you know? Right, yeah. Like, it's too late to do anything with Joe's, you know, he, he's, like, the traditional, like, comic book, like, hubris, like, oh, well, you know, and he basically talks about how they, you know, which he's telling the people that already know this, I feel.
1: Yes! Yeah, it's a rare moment of, you know, let's get some exposition out of the way, in a way that's not As clever I mean because most of the time They've done the exposition In in very clever ways in this show
2: And this is kind of a callback To our earlier comments About the whole white lives Slash you know All lives matter thing Mm -hmm. Um, He says he's Oh it's tough being a white guy In America these days I figured I'd try to be a blue one Right Which is kind of hilarious yeah, so he's talking about his plan, you know, and they reveal, you know, for the, for, for the people at home who weren't paying attention or just, tuning you know, in for the last episode, he explains that the white knight, you know, they wanted they wanted him to become the president. But then, you know, during that, again, that's how they discovered that Dr. Manhattan was on Earth because the guy teleported to the place where Dr. Manhattan was, you know, mm-hmm. created, essentially. Yep. So they kind of just kind of put two and two together. Yeah. And so that's when the plan kind of changed.
1: They figured it wasn't Angela because she was about to get killed so they figured it had to be Angela's husband uh Calvin which you know turns out to be correct I don't know why they waited so long to, well no actually now they I had to build do. A machine I y- think yeah they had to build the machine they had to try to figure out how to do it they were yeah, they, they do
2: show them like giving the batteries and that kind of shit mm-hmm.
1: they were going to just uh do like this race war and then cause him to be president but then they realized when Dr. Manhattan was there, they were like, well, fuck, let's do this. Uh, so they, um, you know, they're, like he goes like, uh, so he's about to go in there. Now, Angela, uh, right before this, gets <laughs> she she gets the last guy, the guy that shot Dr. Manhattan with the tachyon pulse and starts breaking his fingers one by one saying, where are they? Where did he take him? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. They got him. It's too late. And she's breaking her fi- his fingers. And so finally he gives it up. She drives over there, uh, kills the two guys outside that are guarding the place, come in and, you know, K- Joe Keene's uh, like, uh, hey, you know, what are you doing here? That's that's where I'm
2: gonna like give speedo at this point.
1: <laughs> yes. And she says, look, I'm putting my gun down. She puts the gun down and says, I want you to listen to me. Lady True knows what's going on. She told me you were going to do this and that she's going to stop you if, you know, she's like, she goes, she's powering your whole thing. Because there's like true like batteries and shit all over the place, which would be a, a bad sign if she's Angela comes in and says this, you would think. But he's like, yeah, oh, you're just trying to stop me. And she's like, look, trust me. If she if if he, if she lets you flip that switch, it's because she wants you to flip the switch. And he's like, "Yeah, you, you got nothing." So he uh, he goes in there, flips the switch, and they all get teleported to uh, the the middle of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in a, a, stri- it's a
2: It's a giant century clock. Or I can't remember what she calls it. That she's it's a the millennium 18, clock. I think. I think that's it. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's even better.
1: Mm. Yep, about ten times. Better. <laughs> um. But yeah, so they get transported there and she's like Lady True comes out, she's like, Hey, racists, how are you? And she says, Where's where's old Joe? Let's let him him take a look. So she opens the little thing and it's just uh a mush of blood. Basically it's all his guts liquefied. And she's like, Oh yeah, if you're gonna try to filter Doctor Manhattan you you gotta filter him out. You can't, can't have unfiltered Manhattan. Everyone knows that.
2: All right. You need to strain
1: it. Yeah. So She says, yeah, he popped like a balloon. And then she starts, she says, where's that stuff from Will? She's like, I made a deal with Will. He gave me Dr. Manhattan. I'm going to kill all of you. And let me read this manifesto from him. So she starts reading. And the, what's a, like Don Johnson's wife's like, hey, why don't you just kill us? So she's like, all right. And and she lets the laser take them all out. They're all killed, which is great. Uh, Very satisfying moment.
2: And then the bit of uh, Joe Keane leaking into his cage allows uh, Dr. Manhattan to teleport uh, mm-hmm. the rest of them to, you know, to, uh, where is it? Um, Antarctica. To Antarctica, yeah. Yeah,
1: to yeah. to Adrian Veidt's little, uh, you know, whatever.
2: Little jackpad, apparently. Yeah, the
1: jackpad in Antarctica. It's him and Laurie and uh, Mirror Looking Glass. Uh, mirror guy, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, Veidt's just, like, looking at himself when he pounds off, probably, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps Angela there because he says he doesn't want to be alone when he dies. And then, you know, True activates this thing to start sucking his powers out. And then, uh, you know, Dr. Manhattan slash uh, Calvin says, I love you. And then he's destroying his powers, like, are captured somehow.
1: Yeah. And she starts to, to transfer him into herself. Uh, at this point, Ozymandias, it's, it's kind of funny to hear him say something like this, but he says, because uh, they're they are in his little laboratory now, he says, he says look, she's got to be stopped. Anyone who seeks out the power of the gods should not achieve it. Basically saying that John was the only one worthy of it because it wasn't what he was trying to do.
2: Sure, yeah, he's not 100% wrong, but so, yeah, his plan is to, uh, and they mentioned um, previously that uh, he's causing these squid attacks just to mm-hmm. keep the whole thing going. Yep. So he decides uh, to cool the squid, like, to freeze them, and then it'll basically be, like, just dropping ice bombs to just, like, fuck everything up.
1: Yeah, like a Gatling so Lori, gun, says.
2: Yeah, yeah, so Lori calls Angela, and she says, hey, you know, you need a, you and, uh, you know, Bea, need to take cover. Mm-hmm. And then they take cover in the, uh, the theater, which is where this whole thing starts.
1: Correct. I I love that, and, too.
2: Yeah, and Will and her kids, are, her adopted kids, are both there.
1: And it's funny because as she's running uh, from the Manhattan box, where Laurie calls her from, to the theater, it's very reminiscent of the beginning with the... You know the the attack on Black Wall Street with and, the, the... And hiding
2: for shelter in the same spot.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's very reminiscent of that.
2: Yeah, per- perfect, perfect uh, location. Yeah, Will says, you know, Doctor Manhattan made a deal with me and Lady mm-hmm. True. You know, he says, you know, he doesn't want these people to take my powers. Which again, I think part of the power is enlightenment, but whatever. Right. So yeah, we cut back uh, to uh, Ar- Arnak or whatever it's called, where the uh, you know the the um, Antarctica mm-hmm. base. Yep. And then he's like, "Oh, you guys can take Archie, which is Night Owl's ship, uh, and go back." And then uh, they arrest him.
1: <laughs> yeah, Laurie's like, "You killed three million people. You're going away forever." And he says, "Hey, didn't we blow up uh, uh, fucking Rorschach's head because of this? You, you, <laughs> you, you, you kept this secret so long, Laurie. What's what's going on now?" And she's like, "Well, some people change, Adrian." <laughs>
2: Right, which is great. And then uh so he's like really trying to, you know, talk his way out, but Wade just like punches him and they just drag him towards the ship.
1: Hits him with a wrench. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then and then we cut uh very nicely uh Angela's telling Will he could stay here, you know, with us, you know, you need to find a new place, but you know, you're you're okay, you're family, you can stay mm-hmm. here for now. Yep. And then she starts to clean up these eggs, and then she remembers, uh, oh, wait a second. He said something before they could transfer his powers through an organic, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. Yep. And, he, and, and eggs, and this is what's brilliant. When I rewatch the show, the very first shot you ever see of Angela is with eggs. They're oh, eggs.
1: yeah, she's eggs making that so thing with proud. eggs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she's making the cookies, and it actually breaks into a smiley face.
1: Yeah, like, that's oh. right. Oh.
2: And I'm like, oh oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so there's one egg that's unbroken. She goes to the pool, you know, eats it, and then she's about to put her foot on the on the water, and then it fades to black.
1: And it's it's funny too because it gives a lot of, of like added meaning to that I didn't really I didn't really put two and two together on this, but the you know, the picture is her blue. It's it's her yeah. um there you know it's her like standing there in, in her outfit but it, there, it's a blue like hue across her whole body
2: right yeah yeah and that's why i said the re- the rewatch is so rewarding because you see so much stuff and it's like oh shit they they actually did a great job of like you know um you know painting like the scenes ahead of time and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. especially with the eggs eggs are so common in this it's like i, I didn't notice it until the, the rewatch but like, oh shit that's kind of funny yeah. Do you, uh, do you hate that the some people like think like you're putting your foot on the water? Like it's it, that some people think this uh, this is an ambiguous ending. Do you feel that it's ambiguous?
1: Not really. No. I think that yeah, I mean, you
2: think it's pretty obvious that she's you know she's gonna walk in the water and she mm-hmm. has the abilities now.
1: Yeah. And I think she'll probably
2: hey, the the Sopranos. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Like, I don't know. Did he die?
1: Right. Yeah. He definitely died. Guys, come on. Um.
2: In the show
1: too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh. R.I.P. Um, but no. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's an ambiguous ending. It's like Inception. I don't think Inception is an ambiguous right. ending either.
2: No, and then some people also with Breaking Bad like, yeah, Walter White, he can't possibly be dead.
1: <laughs> we didn't see. We didn't see his heart stop. We didn't see a doctor right. turn directly to the camera and say, "Well, he's dead."
2: Well, he paid that guy off. <laughs> My favorite is uh, I, I, uh, I went to Casa, but you probably already knew that. Oh, uh, yeah. Of this course. guy I, I, I went to class with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, No, a different guy. And I'd never seen this, but he claimed that at the ending of uh, Butch Cassidy the Sundance Kid, that it's unclear as to whether or not to get away. <laughs> And then the best part was him and this other guy were arguing about it like they were friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he finally brought the video in, and it's like the least ambiguous ending of all time. Yeah. It's... Not only do you hear gunfire, but then the screen turns blood red. Yeah. <laughs> like no other person was on his side.
1: God. What a dick. Nah, I'm sure he's yeah, a good guy. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> But, he's, he's fine. but yeah, that's the Watchmen. I, I'm I'm actually excited to watch this again, like you said.
2: Yeah, it was really like it's really rewarding to rewatch it. So our next uh, show we're doing is the rewatch of the Watchmen.
1: <laughs> Who rewatches the Watchmen?
2: We're just gonna play our old episodes.
1: Yeah, there should just be reruns. Yeah, but listen, there will be one subtle difference in each episode.
2: <laughs> right, and if you uh, figure out what it is, uh, and write us. uh
1: We'll give you the and power of Doctor Manhattan.
2: Style, then you have too much time on your hands.
1: <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, this, this go was on a, go a, on a great
2: MDB or something.
1: This was a great, a great show. Um, I, I agree with you. In, where it's I my,
2: in my top five of all time uh, immediately, and if they do another season, it'll be very suspect as to where that rating is.
1: Yeah. Well, Damon Lindelof said. He doesn't want to do another one because he doesn't, he doesn't, he, there's no place, he basically said there's no place to go from here. He's like, we told, he told a perfect story. We wrapped it up and there's, there's nothing that I can do from here. So I don't want to do another season, which I think is very commendable.
2: Yes. If they, if they, oh, this, that'd be perfect. That'd be like like some properties. They have like American gods, uh, Mm -hmm. which I think is a very shitty TV show. It's, it's really dumb. It goes too far, like a soap opera type. Oh, let's make like every character like, you know, like like have you ever watched or read American Gods?
1: No, I haven't actually. That's Neil Gaiman, right.
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. Well in the uh, in the book, there's like this cab driver who's like a very brief they have like these like kind of short like uh stories, you know, at the beginning of some chapters like describing like a god, you know, arriving in the United States. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and one of them is like this cab driver and like the cab it's it's like a very brief thing, but like this like cab driver like at yeah, the end he's like he's with this genie and they start having sex with each other, you know. Like, you know.
1: Like genies like do, yeah.
2: Like men in black who have sex with each other.
1: <laughs> that old, that old yarn, sure.
2: Right, but I mean, but, and so it's, it's very brief, and it's like, okay, and they had it, they had it in the show, I'm like, oh, that's cool that they bring it, but then, like, they make these two characters that are very minor main characters, and I feel that it's just like for, like, a, oh, look, we have gay characters in our show.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't
2: add anything, and every, every, it's like with Game of Thrones, every change they make, not a single one has improved anything. It's, it's never for the better.
1: No. No, I, I agree.
2: And you, it's just like it's like why would you? I mean, this is I I, I like that uh, book quite a lot. It's I've read it three times, maybe three or four. I, I I enjoy it quite a bit. But every change you make, I mean, how are you going to improve upon it? It's I mean, Neil Gaiman's obviously a really highly skilled writer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I,
2: I mean, because you wrote on uh, fucking a Booker for two seasons, you think you could write uh, you know Neil Gaiman's shit and bring it <laughs> into like the same quality level,
1: right? Yeah, everything I've read by him I like, so
2: I meant Becker.
1: I know I know I know what you meant.
2: But Booker exists too, so <laughs>
1: Yep. Booker's that's a good cop was. or whatever. I don't know. Spies
2: like
1: TJ Booker. Or,
2: what's his show what's his movie show
1: called? Uh like
2: a spy? If no, if looks good kill.
1: There you go. Yep. Yeah. Richard Greco. Love it. That's actually that's actually a guilty pleasure movie of mine. If Looks Could Kill. It's a shitty movie, but I like it. I don't know why. Fair enough. All right. Well, that is our episode for yeah, the week. The
2: Watchmen. I, I. What do you give the whole series? If you give it out of a ten out of ten, like on a ten point scale, would you say it's a ten? Is it less?
1: uh okay so i have a question by definition can only one show get 10 out of 10 or can like
2: no no any any number of them can i'm not asking if it's your favorite all the time i'm saying quality wise how would you rate it i'd
1: give it a 10 out of 10 i think it, i think it was excellent i would put it in it's probably in my top five too I, i'd have to i'd have to sit down and think what else would round out my top five but I thought it was I thought it was excellent. Like there was a a ton of great foreshadowing. It's very clear, unlike in Lost. And maybe Damon Lindelof wasn't the problem with Lost because other people wrote on that too. Um, But it's very clear from the beginning that they had a plan. They knew exactly where they were going to go. They knew exactly the broad stroke, at least the broad strokes of what they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it. And doing that, writing that way. Uh, gives you the opportunity to foreshadow it and do these kinds of things that pay off in satisfying ways. So I uh, I thought it was I thought it was excellent. Some of the best television I've seen.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a it's like a perfect season, and they can only make. I mean, it's it's wow. It's like it's like you're you have all your money on the table. Mm-hmm. Like you've been betting red for like the past five you know rounds, and you succeed each time. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna put this on. Uh, I'm gonna put this on number four. I mean, the, betting on red—you know—all that time mm-hmm. or whatever color it was—that was a comic book. You know, like wow, against all odds, this is like an amazing, perfect thing. And it's like, you know, what this is such a huge risk and a gamble, but it, this wow! I am I'm, I'm still shocked as to how good this series was. I mean, it's 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 improbable. It's like it's like watching one of the nineteen sixties episodes of Batman and then watching uh, Batman Returns, or I'm <laughs> sorry. Or the Dark Knight, you know, the one right. with Heath Ledger? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's not a, it, and not, not that I'm diminishing the original series. It's just like, it, it's such a shock as to how good it was. It, yeah. it perfectly complements it. I mean, it's almost as essential to the mythology as the original comic. I, w- I mean, you could take either of them, and, and you don't really even need the other one. They do just kind of like help each other out mm-hmm.
1: there. Yeah, absolutely. And I- I've talked to a couple people that really liked this show Um, I'm thinking specifically of, of my friend Haas, who's on the, uh, voice from the underground podcast, another great podcast on big heads media, who is disappointed and wants another season. But you know, I say to him, I haven't actually said this to him directly, but I I say to you right now, Haas, um, you don't want another season of this show. What you want is more good television like this. That doesn't mean it needs to be another season of this. This story, in my mind, is done. That's like reading a book and saying, "I want another. I want a continuation of this book." You you don't Great though. Expectations too. Yeah, exactly. You don't though. You want you just want something that good again, and and, and you know Damon Lindelof or whomever, uh, you know the that's the balls in their court to to create something. You know, he doesn't want to do a season two, which I respect. Uh, and you know, hopefully, he comes up with something else that's great.
2: Yeah, and can we see? Can we? I mean, if if you can only pick one person from this cast, including like the air director, to win an award, isn't it Gene Smart? I mean, mm-hmm. she's still good in this. I mean, who, yeah, she's so perfect. She's it's just a perfect performance. I think,
1: and she she has. I think she kind of, there's, you know, so the guy that, that plays Calvin, obviously he does, you know, he's got to go from Calvin to Dr. Manhattan and he does it well. Um, although there's not a ton of Manhattan kind of talking necessarily. But I think Jean Smart, like you said, she, she's got to, I think, convey the most complex emotions in this where, you know, she's tired She's kind of done with this, but she's also, you know, she also she has she's kind that kind of a true believer. Yeah, to, to and she form. has that drive for justice that led her to be a vigilante, led her to go into, you know, to be disillusioned, to go into there's a lot of history in her character's backstory that informs yeah, She's
2: so smart. She mm-hmm. she knows all she's like a she's like her classic noir like, you know, character. She knows all the yeah. angles. She's you know un- unplus by everything. Not even when like you know deadly razor sharp squid are running down, and yeah. she's aware of this. I mean nothing nothing phases her. You know she's like yeah I'm about to be killed by these uh, redneck uh, crackers. <laughs> but um but you know it's like ah, I'm fine. Oh look it's mirror guy.
1: Yep. yeah exactly. And I she mean, she does it so well.
2: I mean uh, Jerry Irons as well. I mean oh my god I love him as, mm-hmm. as this. It's like wow I, I could watch I can watch. I can watch him eating cake, talking to his servants. as like a half-hour show. Mm, yeah. Great. <laughs> just that as a show.
1: Yeah. The, he's, he's excellent in this, too. The, everyone, everyone does a great job. But like you said, Gene Smart is probably, I think, the highlight of the highlights.
2: I mean, it, it, that's it's, it's just ridiculous because there's, I mean, any performance. It's like break, uh, "Better Call Saul." Breaking Saul is something. Yeah, you say. exactly. Breaking. It's like Saul everybody now. on the show is is so great. I mean, you don't understand why all of them don't win every award every
1: year. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, that is the Watchmen. Next week we'll be back with I don't know something else.
2: Yes. Well,
1: that's how it goes. So we will see you next week. Bye.
2: See you next time.